New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, hello. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name's Todd Briner. I serve here as the student pastor and the online pastor. Love connecting with you guys through New Vision Online. And so today, we're looking at Exodus 27, verses 9 through 21. And to be honest, over the next few days, you're going to get to connect with me quite a bit. See, I was the last one to get to pick the podcast, and they left all these sections of the Bible that maybe some people would think were really difficult to understand. In fact, we're going to be looking at the tabernacle and some of the things that go along with that over the next few weeks, and I want to say that I think God actually had a plan to have me study these verses, even though they were the last ones left, even though all the other staff at New Vision had overlooked them. I think God said, Todd, I want you to do these podcasts so that you can study this, because I'm telling you, Some of the things that God showed me over the last few weeks in studying these has been really, really cool. In fact, in the 20 years that I've been reading the Bible, ever since I was a 17-year-old high school junior, I've never, ever looked at these passages. I've probably read them as I've read through the Bible a couple of times in my life, but never really studied them, never really thought much of them. In fact, these are typically the passages of the Bible that you read through kind of as quickly as you can. Maybe as quickly as you can, and I think we're really missing some of those things. And so I want to point out one point in this passage, but let's read it. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And so it says this in Exodus 27, verse 9. Then make the courtyard for the tabernacle, enclosed with curtains made of finely woven linen. On the south side, make the curtains 150 feet long, They will be held up by 20 posts, set securely in 20 bronze bases. Have the curtains with silver hooks and rings. Make the curtains the same on the north side, 150 feet of curtains held up by 20 posts, set securely in bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard will be 75 feet long, supported by 10 posts set into 10 bases. The east end of the courtyard... The front will also be 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance will be on the east end, flanked by two curtains. Remember that. East end, flanked by two curtains. The curtains on the right side will be 22 and a half feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side will also be 22 and a half feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. For the entrance to the courtyard, make a curtain that is 30 feet long. Make it from finely woven linen and decorate it with beautifully embroidered embroidery in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Support it with four posts, each securely set in its own base. All the posts around the courtyard must have silver rings and hooks in bronze bases. So the entire courtyard will be 150 feet long and 75 feet wide, with curtains, walls, seven and a half feet high, made from finely woven linen. The bases for these posts will be made of bronze, and all the articles used in the rituals of the tabernacle, including all the tent pegs used to support the tabernacle and the courtyard curtains, must be made 
of bronze. Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to keep the lambs burning continually. The lampstands will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron and his sons must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is permanent law for the people of Israel, and it must be observed from generation to generation. So we're talking about the tabernacle. In fact, we're talking about the courtyard of the tabernacle. This was the place where your average Israelite, your average person of God, one of his people could go and they could present their sacrifices and they could go and connect with God. And probably by now, you've heard that the tabernacle was a symbol of the presence of God. It was a symbol that God was with his people. They literally camped around the tabernacle. Whenever they moved, they put the tabernacle in the center and his people would camp outside. Three tribes on each end, three on the south, three on the east, three on the west, and three on the north. And they would have the tabernacle right in the middle. But there's something that kind of blew my mind about this. See, the tabernacle was always faced where the back of the tabernacle, the back of the tent, the back of the courtyard was to the west. And the entrance to the courtyard was always east, on the east side of it. And the symbolism here and the meaning here is incredible because you were entering into the presence of God through the east. We read it in there. It said, the courtyard entrance will be on the east end flanked by two curtains. And so the curtains were 30 feet long. It was a big entrance from east and you walked in towards the west. Why is this significant? Well, if you turn back in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3, in Genesis chapter 3, here's what took place. It says, Then the Lord said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden. And he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim, that's angels, mighty angels, to the east of the garden. And he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. And so, as Adam and Eve were banished, expelled, kicked out of the Garden of Eden... God placed the angels at the east, the mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden. And so in the tabernacle, you entered where? From the east. And so like in Genesis, when Adam and Eve, God's people were expelled from his presence, expelled from the beautiful garden, the paradise that he had created for them. As they were kicked out and the guards were put at the east in the tabernacle, the entrance is from the east, saying, now, once again, I am with you, and you can enter 
into my presence. You can come and experience that. You can be with me again. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture that God is once again with his people and he's allowing them to have access to him that one time was barred because of the sin of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And it ultimately pictures that ultimate access that we can have to God through a personal relationship with Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 22. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. And so it's amazing to kind of see the transition that at one time, God's people were in the presence of him in the Garden of Eden. They were in the presence of God in the Garden of Eden. Then they were banished outside of the presence. And then in the tabernacle, they're able to re-enter kind of in that presence of God. They're able to re-enter into that space with him through the same direction, the east. It's saying, you're welcome back. You're welcome back. But what's really, really amazing is that through Jesus, the earthly place where they met with God is gone. Because like it says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says this, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and the Spirit of God lives in you? So as the tabernacle was the physical presence, the physical representation of the presence of God amongst his people, that through Jesus, that physical presence is offered to us. And that if you have a relationship with him, that physical presence isn't somewhere where you have to go, but literally God lives inside of you. God lives inside of you. 24-7, 365, 366 on leap year, God lives inside of you. And we have access to him all the time. And I believe he's speaking to us all the time. A few years ago, our high school pastor came to me, Danny Hardy, and he said, man, kid asking me, man, wouldn't it be awesome? Or why don't people speak to us anymore? Like God did in the Old Testament. Like we're reading how God spoke to Moses and how they met face to face and how they got to spend time with him as they went into the tabernacle when the cloud came and they were able to meet with God. Why doesn't God do that anymore? And here's what I told him. Why would God need to speak to us out loud? Why would we need to see him face to face? Because the Bible teaches that God 
lives inside of each one of us, that the Holy Spirit, temple of God, and the God, Spirit of God lives in you if you're a believer. And here's what I believe. I believe God is talking all the time to us. We're just not listening. Our lives are too busy. Our lives are too frantic for us to hear from Him. So today, I want to celebrate not a tabernacle in a courtyard where they could see a physical representation of God or a, a place where they could kind of see where He was at, but I want you to celebrate the fact that the God of the universe dwells inside us if we're believers. Let's pray. God, Lord, we take this time to just realize and just remember that you live in us and that the God of the universe has chosen to dwell in us through a relationship with his son. God, may we remember that. May we have a new grasp to the weight of that. God, thank you for allowing us to speak to you in that same access, that full access to you. Brothers and yours in name. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.